بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا ينظر الله تعالى يوم القيامة إلى من جر إزاره بطرا متفق عليه Continue with the chapter which deals with the prohibition of pride and self-conceit. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا ينظر الله يوم القيامة Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not look at a person on the day of judgment. We find this expression In a few places in the Quran also, in Alladina, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of certain categories of people. In Alladina yashtaruna bi ahdillahi wa imanihim thamanan qalila. La yukallimuhum allahu ta'ala, la yukallimuhum allahu yawm al-qiyama wa la yanduru ilayhim. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah Ta'ala will not look at such people. When it comes to the sight of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, we find in the books of Aqaid, Ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, etc. That Allah's sight is such that at any given time, everything is in front of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. When it comes to our sight, we can only look in a certain direction. And that also, the extent of the vision is limited. Then there are certain things that are distinct, certain things that are indistinct. We cannot see behind. And sometimes if there's an obstacle, then you cannot see beyond that obstacle. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sight is that nothing conceal, is concealed from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even for one second in any direction and there's no such thing as an obstacle in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we find this type of expression in Quran also and like we see in this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu that Allah will not look at someone. What does it actually mean? Ulamai Kiram explain, obviously it doesn't mean that this person will be out of the sight of Allah ta'ala but that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not look with mercy Allah Ta'ala will not look with respect. Allah Ta'ala will not look with compassion and kindness at a particular individual. So not that literally this person will be out of the sight of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, but he will have fallen from the grace of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The action which this person has done is such that it warrants this type of punishment from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that he is deprived of Allah's looking at him with mercy, compassion, kindness, respect, etc. Now this is not specific only to one type of action. In this particular hadith, one action is mentioned, obviously having to do or linked or associated with pride and arrogance. This is why Imam Nawi rahimahullah has mentioned this hadith in this particular chapter. But in this is a great caution, is a great warning for us. Our ta'alluq with Allah, our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is, an, this is a cornerstone of our faith. This is an integral aspect of iman. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ 
Allah says the people of Iman are such that their love for Allah is intense. Al-Iman fi qalbi rajul an yuhibb Allah azza wa jal. Rasulullah said Iman in the heart of a person is that he should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you look at it from a human perspective, if you love someone or you are close to someone, you have some ta'alluq or relationship with someone, and then that person has to say to you, listen, I won't look at you. If you do something, if you do a certain thing, you hurt me in a particular way, I won't look at you. So one is the aspect of the hurmat. One is the aspect that this is totally, completely prohibited, whatever you are going, whatever you are doing. That in itself should act as an incentive for us to stay away from a particular action. And then over and above that, Allah, our beloved, Allah Ta'ala, whom we are supposed to have such ta'alluq relationship with, Allah's Rasul says, Allah won't look at you. In other words, this should be a further incentive. A further incentive. Obviously, there are no literal human emotions between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like we may associate with associate with, with the relationships with fellow human beings. Allah Ta'ala is above all this. But this is what the underlying innuendo is, innuendo is found in this hadith, or such type of prohibitions. That our relationship with Allah Ta'ala should be such that nothing should come in the way of this. Allah should, we should be worried. Allah will be angry with me. Allah won't look at me. And like we find in other hadiths, La yuzakihim, Allah will not purify such a person. So in any case, coming back to the hadith, Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala narrates, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not look on the day of judgment at that person who drags his Ilaman jarra izarahu. Izar means the lower garments. We normally translate it as pants. But what it actually means is the lower garments. Person who drags his lower garments, bataran, out of pride. This, unfortunately, with many of us, this prohibition which is found in many, many ahadith. Some ahadith, the term is given, isbalul izar. The lengthening or the hanging of the lower garments. In some ahadith, such individuals are referred to as musbil, one who hangs his lower garments. This has become, unfortunately for many of us, a very sensitive issue, in the sense that we have got into this vogue of Western dressing or style to the point where it's almost anathema, something that we generally find very, very difficult to keep our clothing above the ankles. If you look at the trousers or the pants or the jeans that are generally worn by adult, by the youth of today, generally the idea is or the mindset is to lengthen this, lengthen this to the point where in some instances it is dragging on the floor and some instances it is definitely beneath the ankle. Then you will notice that if a person, mashallah, is namazi, or he has some level of concern, then the person rushing into the masjid, most of us, unfortunately, we are late, rush into the saf, and before you can start, quickly bend down, phone the pants once or twice, and then start the salah. Prohibition for keeping one's clothing underneath the ankle is not specific to salah. The hadith, the ahadith, in fact, not one, many ahadith of Rasulullah we find this clearly prohibited, where Rasulullah says, that do not hang your lower garments, in other words, your clothing. Obviously, 
because generally it is the lower garments. Allama Ikram explains, it's not only the lower garments, any clothing. In fact, your kurta also, the top, should not be such that it goes to the point where it goes beneath the ankles. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in this hadith says, Bataran, a person who drags his lower garments out of pride, Allah Ta'ala will not look at such a person. So then, mashallah, we have some very enlightened thinkers and we have, you know, those who are always looking for some sort of leeway, especially when the shari'i hukam does not appeal to the nafs. So the people come up with this argument that what happens if I'm doing it but not out of pride? In other words, my clothing are beneath the ankles, but Nabi Salaam said, Bataran, if a person does it out of pride, and me, mashallah, I'm such a level, my heart is clean, I haven't got pride. Ulama Ikram explained that we find that in some ahadith this prohibition is linked to this aspect that in those days, in the time of Rasulullah perhaps this was considered something to be an act of pride that the clothing used to hang beneath the ankles. So Allah's Rasul because it is associated with pride, Nabi Wasallam prohibited it. So the argument is given that what happens if it is not out of pride? We find there, on the one hand, we may be technical. On the other hand, the number of ahadith in which this act is prohibited itself should be sufficient to act as a deterrent to us. That whether we are doing it out of pride or not doing it out of pride, and all in all circumstances we should understand that this is something that we should try and abstain from. And whilst in some ahadith the mention is there that if it is done out of pride then it is prohibited, we find that there are other ahadiths where this condition of pride is not mentioned. For example, we find the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu ma asfal al-ka'abain min al-izar Rasulullah sallallahu that said that section of your clothing or lower garments, ma asfal al-ka'abain, which is beneath the two ankles, fin nar, fahiya fin nar, it is in Jahannam. So Rasulullah said, that section of your clothing, which is beneath the ankles, fahiya fin nar, will be in Jahannam. Allah protect us. Some ahadith, Rasulullah, I remember one of our sadhiza ikram used to say, that we find in this hadith where Rasulullah this hadith, Nabi Sallallahu said, Bataran, if a person does it out of pride, Allah will not look at him on the day of judgment. There are other ahadiths where Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi said, He said, do not hang your clothing beneath the ankles because this act itself, keeping your clothing beneath the ankles, itself it is an act of pride, whether you intended pride or not. So whilst technically we may argue that the prohibition is if it is linked to, to pride, there are so many ahadiths and ahadiths like this when Nabi Islam equated this act itself with pride that should act as a sufficient, sufficient deterrent to us that in any circumstances we should ensure that our clothing are not beneath the ankles. They should be above that. Then the question now arises, what is the actual sunnah? What is the actual sunnah with regards to our lower garments? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa we find in the ahadith, if we study the wealth of ahadith that are there with regards to this aspect, 
Ulama Ikram mentioned it is nisfu saq. What is nisfu saq? In other words, from the knee to the ankle halfway. From the knee to the ankle, the middle point, that is the actual sunnah. So far as the length of the lower garments goes. However, it will still be within the parameters of sunnah and away from a prohibition if we go slightly lower than that. In other words, from nisfu saq, from halfway. But the cut-off point is above the ankles. Once you reach the ankles, then we find clear prohibition in the ahadith of Rasulullah with regards to that. In fact, there's one incident mentioned. There was some Islamic conference somewhere in one of the first world countries and there was one youngster who was a, what we call a revert or a new Muslim. And he had his clothing or his pants properly according to sunnah. In other words, nisfu saq, halfway. So one so-called scholar approaches him and says, you know what, why don't you lower your clothing? Lower it, but keep it above the ankles, but lower it, take it even lower. Why? This advice was being given that because I fear that people will mock at you. Obviously in the context in which this is said, who will mock? In other words, it's an Islamic conference, only Muslims there. So if you're telling the person that somebody is going to mock at you, because nowadays we find, sometimes you see, a youngster wants to practice upon proper sunnah, he's got his clothing till halfway. As you look at him, he's showing off. Or he's got, uh, he's got military motives. All sorts of titles, unfortunately, are put when people try to proper the, follow the proper sunnah. In any case, this person was given this advice that why don't you lower it because people will mock at you. So what was his reaction? MashaAllah, new Muslim. So the value for deen was there. So his response is that, he said, are you advising me to abandon the sunnah of my beloved because of the taunts of foolish people? And more appropriate to what we are talking about, he said, he said that I am a Muslim, I am a Muslim by choice. You are a Muslim by chance. In other words, you were born in a Muslim home. So the true value of sunnah you don't know. I had to find my way to Islam. Allah guided me. So the value of one one sunnah of Rasulullah I know. So the fact that this is sunnah, like I said, if we can't manage till halfway, at least ensure at all circumstances that our clothing should be above the ankle. Not just for salah, but at all times. Something maybe because it's not in vogue initially be difficult. But over passage of time, in fact, Allah shukar, you'll find yourself reaching such a situation where if inadvertently by chance you were putting on some new clothing and now it has reached the ankle level, you will feel upset because you become so used to something else. So it's just a few days, little bit mujahada. But we should ensure in all circumstances that our clothing should be above the ankle, not just for salah, because we find the wealth of prohibition with regards to this. Lagi wa stofiq subhanallah.